Good evening. What a sucky week, or at least the last day or two. Thursday night football, just absolutely devastating. Joe Burrow, arguably my favorite player in the NFL. He is done for the year. Mark Andrews, done for the year. Just absolutely devastating last night. Thursday night football continues to just hurt us all. But we must give updates on Jake Browning, Isaiah Likely, because they're going to be the replacements. They're going to be starting. Will they be fantasy relevant? Well, one of them will be. We've got injury updates around the NFL. There are a lot of them. We're going to be covering all of that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. And we are coming to you live tonight. Hoang Nguyen wants to know, I have Andrews, but my opponent played Chase Burrow and Keaton Mitch. Oh, goodness gracious. Ugh, what a tough, tough matchup. What a heartbreaking affair. I hope that you are able to pull off the victory starting Jamar Chase, starting Joe Burrow, starting Keaton Mitchell. All ended up terribly, but... Let's break it down. If you have any questions, make sure you hit us up in the chat. But Joe Burrow has a wrist injury. He's going to have surgery, and it's going to end his season. And Joe Burrow says when he threw that pass to Joe Mixon, he felt a pop in that wrist right there. But some people don't believe him. Not everyone believes the story of Joe Burrow. Not everyone thinks that, yes, he just happened to injure it right then and there. And the reason there are conversations as to whether or not this was a new injury, this was an existing injury, is because there was a video posted by the Cincinnati Bengals. It was posted where the team's walking into the stadium off the plane. The team's just all walking together. And you see Joe Burrow. He's got something on that right arm. His two fingers right here are uncovered, but the rest of it, covered and so when joe burrow today was asked were you wearing a wrist brace or what was going on is this a new injury is this a lingering injury joe burrow comes out and says oh yeah you know it was a compression sleeve it wasn't a brace uh, sometimes on road trips i just happen to wear a compression sleeve it's, it's, it's a normal thing don't look into it and i don't know Maybe Joe Burrow is telling the truth. Maybe Joe Burrow has in the past worn a compression sleeve on his wrist. I don't know, but it sounds fishy. And the NFL is investigating as to whether or not Joe Burrow already had a wrist injury entering the game, whether it was a new injury, whether this was lingering, whether it was a different injury that was unreported that led to this new injury. We have no answers. The NFL will investigate the one thing that I will give credit, or at least say maybe Joe Burrow was telling the truth, maybe this just happened randomly, is that pass that Joe Burrow made to Tanner Hudson of all people. Tanner Hudson coming on strong, but Joe Burrow completes pass to Tanner Hudson, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful touch throw. And if the wrist really were all torn up at that point, if it were as bad as we think, or as bad as some people are alleging, do you really think Joe Burrow throws passes like that? So I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is. Maybe Joe Burrow is telling the truth. 
Maybe he does sometimes just happen to wear a compression sleeve on his wrist and we just never noticed. Or maybe the Bengals are lying. At some point, Congress may get involved with the NFL. At some point, there may be an investigation because of the antitrust laws, because of the gambling. But I don't think this is going to be the case that does it. I think we're going to get a nothing burger out of this. I don't think there will be anything drastic. I think all things, when it's all the information is brought to the table, Joe Burrow practiced in full every single day in practice. Whether or not he's telling the truth about constantly or regularly wearing this for away games, I don't know. But either way, Joe Burrow, done for the season. Maybe it's fishy. Maybe it's not. But with Joe Burrow out, this is obviously a massive downgrade for everyone involved. This is a massive downgrade for Jamar Chase. Massive downgrade for T. Higgins. Massive downgrade for Tyler Boyd. Massive downgrade for Tanner Hudson, Irv Smith, whoever the tight end is going to be. Massive downgrade for Joe Mixon. Everyone is getting downgraded. No offense, Jake Browning. I, I wish Jake Browning all the success. Jake Browning looked pretty good. He looked all right. Looked capable of making NFL throws, but he's just not Joe Burrow. He is not going to be able to compete. He is not be going to be able to push the pace and keep up with these other high-flying offenses around the NFL. So Jake Browning taking over. And if you've got the rest of the Bengals, some of them you're probably going to have to start. The secondary weapons, Tyler Boyd, you're not going to start if T. Higgins is playing. T. Higgins, you might not start rest of the season, depending on how Jake Browning plays. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase through volume alone are probably still starting. They are just still severely downgraded as are the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are pretty much going to be eliminated from the playoffs at this point. I mean, no Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. They're 5-5 five and five right now, but they're 0-3 in the division. They have lost every single divisional matchup. They've lost twice to the Baltimore Ravens, lost once to the Cleveland Browns, 0-3. So division, not going to happen for the Cincinnati Bengals. But then in the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals are one in five. So when you get down to it, when you get down to the tiebreakers, because the Bengals are going to keep losing, they're five and five right now. They're not going to win the every game the rest of the season. They are not going to be a 12 and five team, right? 11 and six. No, that's not going to be the Bengals. 10 and seven. Uh, can the Bengals get another three wins? on the season or sorry 10 and 7 would be another five wins because the Bengals get another five wins on the season probably not so now we go to nine and eight are the Bengals making the playoffs at nine and eight are they even competing for the playoffs at nine and eight I don't know about that and even then the tiebreakers are not in their favor so at this point the Cincinnati Bengals the best thing that they can do is just be as bad as possible get as high of a draft pick as possible and I know we say this all the time and I know it's overblown a lot of the time, but what else do you hope to accomplish when you're one and five in the AFC and Jake Browning's your quarterback and you have one of the most difficult schedules remaining? No games left against a team with a losing record. The Bengals, everyone they have yet, yet to play is either at 500 or better. So Bengals are screwed. Bengals pass catchers, screwed. Best of luck, Jake Browning. But that's where we are right now, and it is so upsetting. I hate to see it. 
We will be back after a word from the Podfather. Talk about Mark Andrews. If you have any other questions, if you have some start sits, any other concerns, hit us up in the chat. But here's a word from the Podfather. Hey, so many asked me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer-to-peer betting in all states. And you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be, and now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free, and one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on PlayerProfiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you, allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. We can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services. To ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. We are back. And before we get into Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, would you play Stroud over Jalen Hurts at this point? I'd consider it, but I think I still go with Jalen Hurts. Remember the last time Jalen Hurts played the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a high-flying, high-scoring affair. Probably not going to be quite that high-scoring. The Kansas City Chiefs' defense is a lot better than it was in the Super Bowl, but I think I'm still rolling with Jalen Hurts. He is a lot healthier. He's shed the brace. He is doing good, looking good, had some time to heal up. So I am still starting Jalen Hurts over C.J. Stroud because of the Konami Code upside. But Stroud against the Arizona Cardinals, that is going to be an absolute shootout. I cannot wait to see it. Thomas wants to know, Superflex Dynasty, what do you do with Dobbs? Does he have any shot to start in 2024? I have Kyler, Mahomes, and Purdy. Well, given who you currently have, you are never going to be starting Josh Dobbs over Patrick Mahomes, obviously. And you're never going to be starting Josh Dobbs over Kyler Murray. And so at that point... It's Brock Purdy versus Josh Dobbs. Who do you expect to be more likely to be a starter in 2024? That is obviously Brock Purdy. Now, there is a chance that Josh Dobbs is starting next year. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. A lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL and the Minnesota Vikings could bring Josh Dobbs back, depending on how the rest of the season works out. Remember, we talked about this earlier in the week. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are mutually interested in each other. So Kirk Cousins could end up back. So I think what you do with Dobbs and Dynasty, 
You do your best to trade him. You sell high on Josh Dobbs, given your lineup. I am not telling everyone to sell high on Josh Dobbs because for some teams, some teams in the playoff hunt, some teams that are competitive this year, Josh Dobbs may win you a fantasy championship. Just not you, Thomas, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes are going to win you a fantasy championship instead. So you should sell high on Josh Dobbs. That is not universal advice at all, though, because he could start in 2024. There is absolutely a chance for the Vikings, for the Browns, depending on how Sean Watson comes back. We will wait and see. Do you stash Dowdle or Gainwell over Tajay Spears? Mm, I definitely don't stash Dowdle. And I don't think I stash Gainwell either. Actually, no, in fact, I know I don't stash Gainwell over Tajay Spears because I stash Tajay Spears in leagues where Gainwell is available in free agency. So, yes, I go Tajay Spears, Kenny Gainwell, Rico Daddle in that order. Now, moving back to last night's game, the Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews suffered a season-ending ankle injury. He suffered a cracked fibula which is the small bone in your shin or your lower leg. So you have your main bone, your shin bone, that's called your tibia. And then there's that little tiny bone on the outside of it. That is called your fibula. Mark Andrews, broken fibula, also tore some ligaments in his ankle. So his season is over. At least that's what the Ravens told us last night. Now, it's not always a season-ending injury when you break your fibula. Not always. We saw Philip Dorsett, Philip Dorsett of the Colts, New England Patriots, the Raiders. He has been around the league, the Seahawks. He returned from a cracked fibula in just seven weeks. And then Randall Cobb of the Green Bay Packers, Houston Texans, New York Jets, Dallas Cowboys. I think that's all the teams for Randall Cobb. He returned in 10 weeks. So it has been done in the past where we've seen wide receivers. We have no data on tight ends returning that early. But Philip Dorsett and Randall Cobb did. So there's a world where it could happen where Mark Andrews returns at some point down the road, probably in the playoffs. I don't think it happens either way, especially because most of the time a fibula break requires surgery. Mark Andrews probably going to require surgery. And then you add the more complicated factor of the torn ligaments in his ankle. And so it's more likely that Mark Andrews truly is done for the season. John Harbaugh was right last night. They've kind of walked that back, but it still looks like his season is done. And we've seen this plenty of times. We have seen three or more month recovery periods for Odell Beckham, Christian Kirk, Terrell Pryor, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, and Kevin White. So we have seen plenty of wide receivers miss over three months with this type of injury. We wish Mark Andrews a speedy recovery. We hope he comes back in short order. And we hope his quarterback is okay. Lamar Jackson also suffered an ankle injury. Looked like he twisted his ankle, getting tackled out of bounds. He returns to the game, finishes the game, scores over 20 fantasy points. So it's all fine for Lamar Jackson. He says he's good to go. He says there's nothing to worry about. Says we have to stop talking about this damn ankle. I guess it's the same ankle as year before because last year was the MCL year before that. It was the ankle. Anyways, Lamar Jackson sounds like he's going to be okay. Sounds like Odell Beckham should be fine as well. He suffered a shoulder injury in his breakout game. His first 100 yard game since the NFC championship back in January, 2022. And even before that, 
That was the only 100-yard game Odell Beckham had that season. Odell Beckham might be back. Odell Beckham looks really, really good out there. He was breaking tackles. He was running away from people. He was making some moves in the open field. Odell Beckham looking really, really good. Love Odell Beckham. So excited that he is back. And it sounds as though he was more injured than he let on early in the season. We saw Odell Beckham was not very productive. He ended up missing two games. It was considered a four-week injury. Odell Beckham, tough as nails, getting healthy, might be making some explosive plays for this Baltimore Ravens offense, much like Zay Flowers. Oh, my goodness, Zay Flowers, breaking my heart. Odell Beckham getting a touchdown pass called back for Zay Flowers. I don't think it was a penalty. I don't think it was a hold. But Odell Beckham gets the touchdown called back. Zay Flowers should have had a much more productive night, should have had that touchdown, a slightly more accurate pass. He has another touchdown in the end zone. Zay Flowers was this close to a 20-plus point performance. Zay Flowers, whether it's next week, the week after, within the next month, Zay Flowers is going to have a 20, 30-point fantasy performance. Zay Flowers is going to have a massive breakout in short order. Shout out Nelson Aguilar. He also scored a touchdown last night as well. That actually counted. And he looked pretty damn good with it as well. Back to questions from our audience. Adam wants to... Oh, Dobbs is totally starting somewhere next year. I mean, he probably is, even if it's as a bridge quarterback. But I just don't want to guarantee it. Dobbs could flop the rest of the season. I don't think he does. But there's a world where it happens. So I believe he's going to be a starter next year. Probably happens. Just no guarantee. AJ McCarron going to start next week. We will see. No, AJ McCarron is not going to start next week. It sounds like it's Jake Browning next week. It's already been announced. They trusted Jake Browning with Joe Burrow with the calf injury. They only had him as the backup. AJ McCarron wasn't signed until later. AJ McCarron was okay in the XFL. AJ McCarron is not QB2. It is going to be Jake Browning. Jake Browning looked all right. Sorry, all you Alabama fans, A.J. McCarron, probably not going to play. Big week in guillotine, PPR pick four, Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, Dave Montgomery, Jerome Ford, Devin Singletary, and Isaiah Pacheco. Well, this is actually a pick three because you are automatically starting Jameer Gibbs. That is a lock. Then, ooh, David Montgomery, too. Oh, you might start both Lions running backs. Revenge game for David Montgomery, too. Ooh. Ooh, this is spicy. Well, Damian Pierce is out this week. All right. I think I've made my decision. We are starting Dave Montgomery. We are starting Jameer Gibbs. We are starting Aaron Jones. And we are starting Devin Singletary. Jerome Ford. I'm worried with the transition to Dorian Thompson Robinson. We will see how that goes. Isaiah Pacheco against the Eagles. That's a, It's a tough sit. But with Devin Singletary without Damian Pierce and Aaron Jones's explosive ability, I think I'm going to go with that. AJ McCarron can win games, solid game manager with great IQ. I mean, maybe five, six, seven years ago at this point. I don't know about that. Anyways, moving on to the injury report, injury updates around the NFL. Deshaun Watson, another QB that is done for the season in the AFC North. Shoulder surgery scheduled for next week. The Browns work out Joe Flacco earlier today. And Joe Flacco is not expected to sign with the Cleveland Browns. Maybe he signs with the Cincinnati Bengals. They are obviously going to add a QB3. 
But that's who's out there right now. Joe Flacco, who the Browns just rejected. By the way, Joe Flacco, four touchdown passes last year against the Cleveland Browns, if you remember that, for the New York Jets at a period of time. Remember, Zach Wilson injured to start the season. Then we get Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco gets banged up. Mike White goes in. Zach Wilson comes back. Mike White goes back in. Anyways, other injury updates around the NFL. No Noah Brown this weekend. He is out with a knee injury along with Damian Pierce. They are both not going to play. So Tank Dell, still wide receiver one. Nico Collins sounds like he's going to play this week. And Dalton Schultz, he was banged up earlier this week with a hamstring injury. Practicing in full, he is good to go. Commander is going to be without Antonio Gibson. He did not practice on Friday with a toe injury. He's officially doubtful, but he's not going to play. Commander's going to have to feed Brian Robinson. And the Titans are going to be without Traylon Burks. Burks suffered that concussion two weeks ago. This looks like he's going to be his second game missed with the concussion. Traylon Burks get well soon. Dolphins going to be without Chase Claypool. Don't know if that's particularly a loss, but he is out with knee surgery. He had a minor procedure on his knee. And most of the time when teams tell you, okay, this player had a minor procedure on their knee, that means it was a scope, which means the meniscus was injured. They go in there, they clean it up. Some NFL players don't even consider a scope surgery because it is so minor, so non-invasive, but it is real surgery. Chase Claypool going to miss two weeks. I won't be surprised if Chase Claypool ends up on IR. He should, should miss more than two weeks, but you never know with how quickly these NFL players return. Chase Claypool out this week. Robbie Anderson, chosen. Robbie chosen Anderson, also out this week. He was cut by the Minnesota, not Minnesota Vikings, cut by the Miami Dolphins, and Robert Sala, New York Jets head coach, when asked about Robbie Chosen Anderson, was pretty complimentary. So could we see Robbie Chosen return to the New York Jets now that Adam Gase is gone? Maybe. Very well. Maybe. Was this a good trade? Non-PPR. Chase and Kyron Williams for James Conner and Brandon Ayuk. I have a Tien Hall Pacheco and Jay Williams. I assume that is John Jamal Williams. So, all right, let's break this down into its pieces. J- James Connor and Brandon Ayuk. James Connor is better than Kyron Williams. And Brandon Ayuk, pretty close to Jamar Chase the rest of the way. So I think I'd rather have James Connor and Brandon Ayuk than Chase and Kyron Williams. If it's Dynasty, this was a terrible trade. Getting rid of Jamar Chase and Dynasty, terrible terrible decision that was nowhere near enough if it's just standard redraft yeah great trade i would much rather have james connor and brandon Ayuk as a pair so depends on what your league is like whether or not i like your trade moving on the detroit lions will be without jonah jackson their offensive guard he is out with a wrist and ankle injury not going to be blocking for jameer gibbs not going to be blocking for david montgomery but the lions have been productive even when jonah jackson has missed time we're also going to see Amon Ross St. Brown quite a bit more. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the star of an unannounced Netflix sequel to quarterback. Obviously, it's not going to be called quarterback, but we saw throughout the offseason, quarterback after quarterback after quarterback rejected the idea to be on Netflix. Amon Ross St. Brown apparently said yes, has had cameras following him all season long, and I cannot wait. That is going to be a performance, a star-making event when the Monroe St. Brown gets his season-long documentary unveiled. Speaking of the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, head coach, got a call from Texas A&M. 
was asked, did they call? Said, oh, maybe. But clarifies. He wants to do everything he can to help the Texas A&M football team, the Aggies, except coach for them. Dan Campbell sticking with the Detroit Lions. He is not going anywhere. Up in the air. We have a bunch of injuries here that are to be determined. True game time decision, truly questionable. Keenan Allen limited with a shoulder injury on Thursday and Friday. Earlier in the week, he was called day-to-day. Usually day-to-day means you are out, but Keenan Allen is a warrior and he's limited. I think Keenan Allen's going to play. He might be limited this weekend, but I think Keenan Allen is going to be in the lineup. Jalen Guyton, though, I'm not so sure. He is added to the injury report with a groin. He is officially questionable. Didn't pop up on the injury report until today. And usually when you pop up on the injury report on a Friday, you're probably not going to play on Sunday. Probably going to be without Gerald Everett as well. He did not practice with a chest injury. Don't expect to be see Gerald Everett. Donald Parham is going to be the tight end one. Started last week over Gerald Everett, even before the injury. So, Donald Parham, potential option in fantasy. Depends on if he scores touchdowns or not. Also, true game time decisions. Tyler Lockett ran today, but did not practice this week. Tyler Lockett is banged up, but Tyler Lockett is also that kind of guy where he doesn't need to practice and he'll still play anyways. We've seen that time and time again. So, up until Sunday, we probably won't know whether or not Tyler Lockett is going to play or not, but keep an eye out on your injury reports if Tyler Lockett is in or not. Seahawks won't have Abe, Abe Lucas, their right tackle back this week. He's coming off injury injured reserve. 21-day practice window is open. Not going to play this weekend, but Jason Peters might. Jason Peters signed off the practice squad. Now onto the active roster. The 42-year-old offensive lineman could be seeing some action on Sunday. The Jets may be without Garrett Wilson. He is officially questionable with an elbow injury. Didn't practice this week. We'll see. According to Robert Sala, he's got some hurdles that he still has to clear. Maybe we see Garrett Wilson. Maybe we don't. Sounds like it's a true game time decision. But Robert Sala also says that getting Dalvin Cook more touches is a priority. In 2022 or 2023, that's a priority for Dalvin Cook to get more touches. That should not be a priority. Cutting Mike Carter instead of cutting Dalvin Cook was a mistake. Hopefully we see more Israel Banacanda. Hopefully we see a lot of Brees Hall because Dalvin Cook, just not it. Whoever's running the football going to be without Dwayne Brown, their offensive tackle, left tackle, and Billy Turner, their right tackle. Brown is out with a hip. Turner out with a finger. Bears. To be determined if Khalil Herbert's going to play. He's been limited throughout the week. He has an ankle and a shin injury. He went on injured reserve with an ankle, and that has been added to the injury report since returning with a shin. So I don't know what's going on with Khalil Herbert. I don't know if he has a new injury in addition to the high ankle sprain, but I don't think we see Khalil Herbert return this week, even though I was so certain Khalil Herbert was going to be back even just last week. We'll see. Dante Foreman sounds like he is going to play. He's officially questionable with an ankle injury, but he expects to play. Says he's recovering well. Cardinals going to be without Amari DiMercato, though. So Michael Carter very well could end up being the RB2-3 for the Arizona Cardinals. Still going to see plenty of James Conner. But Michael Carter might be the backup with Amari DiMercato out. I guess Tony Jones knows the playbook, but do you trust Tony Jones? I sure don't. Other updates around the NFL. So much going on. So many injury updates good news for the minnesota vikings justin jefferson i think he plays 
He's been limited throughout the week. I think Justin Jefferson makes his return, though. Josh Dobbs, limited with an ankle injury earlier in the week. He is good to go. TJ Hawkinson, he's still limited with ribs, but he's good to go. Sounds like KJ Osborne is making his return from concussion. He's practicing in full. And Alexander Madison, limited Thursday, limited Friday. That means he is probably out officially questionable. But we saw last week KJ Osborne gets a full practice in and then is clear from concussion protocol and still does not play on Sunday. So no Alexander Madison. Fire up Ty Chandler. Mike Evans, good to go. Deontay Johnson, good to go. Pat Fryermuth, good to go. They are all, well, Fryermuth's officially questionable. He's going to play though. Christian Watson, off the injury report. Jerry Judy, off the injury report. We are good to go on a lot of these people. So some bad news across the NFL. Some really, really bad news across the NFL. But it's going to be okay. Some other players, some other stars that are questionable. Looks like they are going to be active. Final injury update around the NFL. Kendrick Bourne underwent successful ACL repair earlier this week. Kendrick Bourne looking to return in 2024. He is a free agent. We will see where he signs. Not going to be back with New England Patriots. And Bill Belichick's not going to be the coach of the New England Patriots. Yesterday, it was announced that a new series called the Dynasty New England Patriots. It's going to be unveiling. It sounds like it is the new Michael Jordan documentary. It's going to be a 10-parter featuring Brady, featuring Belichick, featuring Robert Kraft. And in the trailer, we see a quote from Robert Kraft talking about how he's just been trying to hold it together. He knew the dynasty was over, but he was just trying to hold it together so desperately. And if that's the clip they're using in the documentary, and if they're deciding now to do a documentary on the dynasty, well, I think it's pretty much official. And it already was official, but this just gives it away that Bill Belichick's about to be gone 